Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. Welcome. Welcome. Welcome to Book Club with Michael Smirkanish. Hi, it's Michael Smirkanish. As a Sirius XM and CNN host, I'm known for speaking, but frankly, I read for a living. I need to know what to say, and so I consume over two dozen newspapers and websites daily. I read opposing views and studies and court cases and orders and op-eds just so I can discuss current events on radio and television. But my favorite reading? Books. Old school. And my favorite interviews? are with book authors. Book Club with Michael Smirconish is now in session. Hey gang, stick around for some insights into arguably the most talked about, most interesting Supreme Court justice. Jeffrey Rosen is the president and CEO of the National Constitution Center. He has just published Conversations with RBG, Ruth Bader Ginsburg on Life, Love, Liberty, and law. Jeffrey, congratulations on the book. I told you in a private email, I guess a not so longer private email. I loved the book. Thank you so much, Michael. Thanks for reading it. So excited to discuss it with you. So it all starts on an elevator in 1991. Set the stage. So I was a young law clerk right out of law school and was clerking for another judge, and I met Judge Ginsburg as she was coming down from an exercise class called Jazzercise. <laughs> and she's, she, I think she was actually in her workout clothes, but she's very formidable, and she was uh, silent. She, she didn't say anything. 
and I was trying to break the ice. I couldn't think of anything else to say, and I asked her what opera she'd seen recently. I didn't even know she was an opera fan, but I am, and I couldn't think of anything else to say. So that just opened up a floodgate, because, of course, she adores opera, and it started a friendship that's lasted for the past 25 years and has included all of these meaningful conversations, and when she agreed to allow me to collect them into a book, I was completely thrilled. Yeah, I was going to say, so you've never stopped speaking with Judge, now Justice Ginsburg, and much of your conversation, to our benefit, has taken place in public settings. So describe the structure of this project. So she agreed to let me collect our public interviews and also agreed to grant me some new ones, uh, when uh, it was August 2018, and she invited my wife Lauren and me to go visit her at the Glimmerglass Opera, and we spent the weekend and watched some opera and had some more interviews there. And then we decided to kind of organize them by theme so they'd be easier to digest. And the themes include her thoughts on Roe v. Wade and on Me Too and the opinion she'd most like to see overturned. And then I sent her the manuscript because uh, she's, she's a remarkable copy editor and deadline enforcer, and she wanted to see it before it went out. I, I, she, she was ill last year. We, we all know that she had uh, cancer and had to take some time away from the court, and I had no idea whether she'd actually get to this small project, one of so many that she has going on. Uh, ten minutes after the Supreme Court term ended last June, I got an email from her saying, the edits are ready, and I'll give them to you next week. And I went to see her on Tuesday, and I was complete. I said, I'm stunned. How on earth did you have time for this in the middle of all of your responsibilities? And she said, well, I edited it in the backs of cars and when I was taking trips, and I told you I'd get you the manuscript, and I always want to meet my deadlines. And, it was, and, and then she gave me the marked-up manuscript, and almost every page is marked up in her beautiful pencil uh, handwriting, just changing individual words and commas and fixing typos that I had missed just because she wanted to get every word precisely right. To me, it is the most inspiring example of self-discipline, of focus, of dedication to work at a time when she was in great uh, pain, struggling with health issues. As she said, focusing on her work helps get her out of her... uh, the struggles and and allow her to uh, maintain a sense of purpose and it just inspires me every day every every day when i'm tempted to wake up and surf uh, the web or do something silly rather than read and learn and write i think of the great rbg and i try to buckle down and get to work well listen in the book you tell the story of her relationship with her husband of 56 years if my notes are accurate and i remember from what you wrote that uh, he passes and she immediately went back to work She was back to work the next uh, Monday, uh, a few days after he passed. And then I interviewed her, uh, as it happens, out out at the uh, Aspen Ideas Festival about two weeks after that. And for her, it was not a sign of lack of adoration. They they, they just had a a, a blissful marriage, a model of, of equal respect and concern. He, she knew that he would have wanted her to get back to work because it would have, it took her mind away from her grief and onto the concerns of others. So you wrote about the prospect of a Ruth Bader Ginsburg candidacy for the Supreme Court for New Republic, something that arguably uh, led to her consideration. Fast forward, it's 1997. The New York Times wants you to profile her. She's a relatively new justice. She wasn't ready to cooperate. Seems like she thought maybe that there were others standing in line that she would have had to leapfrog to give you the interview. But the two of you came to a compromise. What was that? 
it was a very unusual compromise. She uh, understood that I needed some kind of scene to open the piece, but she didn't want to give me an interview, as you said. So she invited me to her chambers. She very briefly greeted me, and then she just disappeared. She said, you can stay and look around for as long as you like, but I'm going to leave. And I, I'm alone in her chambers and looking at her books and checking out the pictures of Justice Scalia and RBG on an elephant and looking at the Art Nouveau Puccini posters. And I was, I was kind of embarrassed to be kind of eavesdropping, but that's what she <laughs> wanted me to do. All of a sudden, she, she, she calls from the car and says she wants me to see a picture of her uh, son-in-law holding her infant grandson. She says, that's my hope for the future. And at the time, I kind of thought it was a platitude, you know, grandkids are my hope for the future. But then I did more reading, and I realized that what she was saying was quite profound, which is that her hope for the future was when men take equal responsibility with women for childcare. That's when women would be equal. And she has a she has a remarkable ability. You have to read her very closely. Not her none of her gestures or thoughts are unintentional. It's like decoding a brilliant uh, puzzle. And uh, that was her gift to me. And, and uh, as a result, I was able to write the piece. Well, there, there was something else that uh, you just reminded me of that I found interesting in the book. By the way, this is Jeffrey Rosen, and the book is called Conversations with RBG. It has just been released. A remarkable insight into Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. I've never had the privilege of conversing with her, uh, but if I were to have that, I guess I could anticipate a pause before a response to a question. There, I was just beginning to do it, but multiply the pause I just gave after that by not quite a minute, but you know, you can get a good 10 or 15 second pause after you ask her a question. And everyone who interviews her, all of her friends know you just have to wait in the silence because she's thinking and she's about to say something really profound. And I asked her about it and she said, you know, I said, she said, yes, all my friends know to do that. It's because I like to think before I speak. And it's such an unusual pattern for an interviewee who are having this conversation. You know, people, people would think that there was something odd, but it's just another remarkable example of how mindful she is in all respects. 2017, you're getting married. Your fiance, Lauren, uh, the two of you are working on vows it's Justice Ginsburg who will perform the ceremony. And, of course, you know, we all know of the line, you may kiss the bride, but not in this wedding. No, uh, we had sent that traditional line because it had been in some of the sample vows that she'd sent along and she'd used it in the past. Uh, once again, it's during the Supreme Court term. She, she said, you know, send it by 4 p.m. at 3 p.m., her uh, assistant wrote and said, the justice is waiting. This woman is, is the most fierce deadline enforcer, and she makes the editors work. <laughs> I love that. Oh, my God. As yeah. an obsessive so compulsive, like, oh, gosh, I, I love that. The, 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 yes. Get in my piece. So we sent the draft vows. Within, again, within about a half hour, about 4.30, the email comes back. She's crossed out, Jeffrey, you may kiss the bride, and replaced it with, Jeffrey and Lauren, you may embrace each other for the first kiss of your marriage. <laughs> It's <laughs> great. You know, and, and she's, oh, done it. Great. She, she must, she's done these ceremonies, you know, scores of times, hundreds of times. But at every moment, she's thinking, editing, and wanted to change the traditional version into a more egalitarian version. Just on, the, on the subject of marriage, uh, somewhere in conversations with RBG, I, I, she uh, talks of advice that she received from her mother-in-law that sometimes it pays to be a little deaf. Yes, it was on her wedding day, and I think what it meant was that it, uh, unproductive emotions, as her own mother told her, 
just are distracting and can prevent you from forming meaningful connections or doing useful work. So rather than getting distracted, if someone says an angry word or is uh, focused on something ego-based, just pretend you didn't hear it, move on, and uh, passions will cool. I have to say, I've, I've tried it. You know, it, sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't, but it's very good advice and worth attempting. This is Book Club with Michael Smirconish from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbirds styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. If you're like me, it's now the end of the day, and you say, "Uh uh-oh, what are we going to have for dinner? Well, here's the solution. Eating better is easy with Factors Delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian approved and ready to go in just two minutes. You're going to have over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. Flexible for your schedule, get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. Plus, you can pause or reschedule your deliveries at any time. Also, there are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day long. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Sign up and save. We've done the math. Factor is less expensive. Then take out, and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. What are you waiting for? Get started today and get after your goals. Head to factormeals.com slash smirconish50 and use code smirconish50 because you'll get 50% off. That's code smirconish50 at factormeals.com slash smirconish50. Get your 50% off. 
calling all operatives. From now to March 30th, MGM National Harbor invokes your skills to play Covert Cash, a spy-themed kiosk game series where classified missions, hidden rewards, and daily thrills await. Sign up for MGM Rewards to play and unlock up to $25,000 in hidden free play daily and entries into our grand escape car drawing on March 30th. Visit MGMNationalHarbor.com slash Covert Cash to begin your mission. Must be 21. Please play responsibly. For help, visit MDGamblingHelp.org or call 1-800-GAMBLER. The Michael Smirconish Program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM, Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. She got along well with Justice O'Connor. She was very close to Justice Scalia. You made reference to a photograph a moment ago. And a theme, Jeffrey, that comes through your book, Conversations with RBG, is one of collegiality. Yes. You know, the, the friendship with Scalia is famous and really inspiring as an example of a bipartisan friendship among two people who disagreed so strongly about jurisprudence, but just shared a love of opera. And most of all, she said, he, he drives me crazy, but he makes me laugh. You know, he just made her crack up out loud because he was so funny. And also a, a quite a strong friendship with uh, the late Chief Justice William Rehnquist, which many people will find surprising. She called him my chief, and she felt he was the best chief that uh, she could imagine. So the politics of her colleagues never got in the way of her personal relationship, and that's because she's such a thoughtful person. She's really very capable of deep uh, friendship because she is more interested in people's humanity than in their ideology. Do you have the book handy? I should have asked before the interview began. Uh, I just happen to have a copy here. Yes, I do. Will, will you turn to page 125? There's a, there's, a, there's a paragraph long discussion of how the court works. And I, I circled it and I thought, man, my audience needs to hear this. It's such a good, quick briefing. Um, I'm beginning with I should explain how things work at the court. Do you mind reading that? And these are not Jeffrey Rosen's words. This is what Ruth Bader Ginsburg told you uh, in terms of an overview. Yes, thank you for asking. And it is really illuminating. And here we go. This is Justice Ginsburg. I should explain how things work at the court. When the court is sitting, we sit two weeks in a row. We meet on Wednesday afternoon to talk about Monday's cases and on Friday morning to talk about Tuesday and Wednesday's cases. The chief starts by summarizing a case and then expressing his tentative vote. When all of us have had our say, the chief justice will give us our homework. That is, he will assign people to write the opinions from the sitting. When he's not in the majority, the most senior justice in the majority has that job. Maybe twice a term, the opinion will come out not as the conference voted initially, but on the other side, uh, is that, that, that's the gist of it. I could, I could keep going, but as you, as you say, that is completely illuminating. That's all you need to know about the procedures of the Supreme Court and the powers of the Chief Justice. As you see from her description, not the Chief Justice's main power, but his only power is the power to assign the majority opinion when he's in the majority. When he's not, then the senior justice in the majority, right now, that's Justice Ginsburg for the liberals, because she's been on the court longer than any other of the liberal justices, is like a shadow chief justice. She can assign the opinion herself or give it to the judge who best reflects her views. When you read that paragraph, you understand why 
when Justice Anthony Kennedy was the swing vote, he got all of the most significant opinions on the court because either the chief or the liberal uh, assigning justice would give the opinion to Justice Kennedy to make sure he didn't change his vote, basically to keep him in their camp. And now, of course, uh, Chief Justice Roberts is the swing vote, and he's writing many of the most significant decisions himself. But thanks for, for calling our attention to that, because you really need to understand that to understand the dynamics on the court. I, I would think that those who've not read conversations with RBG and are not dialed in on the intricacies of the court would naturally assume that as a, a liberal or progressive justice, that she's a champion of Roe versus Wade. The truth is that she doesn't accept the reasoning behind that opinion. She does not. And one of the most fascinating parts of her nomination story is that her candidacy was opposed at the time by some women's groups who didn't like her criticisms of Roe v. Wade. Can you, we, can't, we can't even imagine it now that, that feminists would consider her insufficiently feminist. But uh, Justice Ginsburg, then Judge Ginsburg, had criticized Roe uh, for, first of all, being too broad. She felt the court should have just struck down the extreme Texas law, which had rape and incest exceptions, but no other exceptions, but not presumed to regulate late-term abortions, for example, or form kind of legislation for the entire country throughout pregnancy. And also, Judge Ginsburg thought it was decided on the wrong grounds. The right to privacy doesn't appear in the Constitution, and she also thought it was kind of chauvinistic to see abortion as a private decision between women and their mostly male doctors. Instead, Judge Ginsburg would have decided the case on grounds of women's equality, the idea that restrictions on abortion impose burdens on women that are not imposed on men, and deny them the right to make fundamental decisions that will determine their life's path and careers. As it happened, Judge Ginsburg was prescient, and in reaffirming Roe in the Casey decision in 1992, uh, Justices Kennedy, O'Connor, and Souter talked about women's equality, and that theme has been developed in subsequent cases. So um, she was both modest in her vision of the court's role, more modest than Roe itself, and also would have rooted it in firmer constitutional grounds, and it's just a really significant part of her legacy. Jeffrey, I promise we're not giving it all away for free. Just another question, if I might. No, of course. What are the Canadian Air Force exercises? <laughs> Gosh, they're so tough. I think you can see them in the RBG documentary, not the movie, which is great, but the documentary where you see her doing really tough crunches and pushing off of this ball, but they mostly involve aerobic um, uh, sit-ups and push-ups, that are really rigorous. She started doing them, I think, in the 60s when someone gave her this manual, and now she has famously become uh, America's most uh, dedicated gym rat and her trainer, uh, and has published his own workout book explaining how you, too, can do the Canadian workout exercises like RBG. I, I wrote in your, uh, your I've defiled your manuscript because I have a tendency as I'm reading to just take notes, and, and what I wrote in this book was, force of nature she comes mm. across as just you know unbelievable uh, a bundle of energy in that tiny little frame of hers that so perfectly encapsulates her force of nature is correct personally professionally constitutionally uh as just a model for a fulfilling your faculties and potentials and operating at the highest level every moment of the day. She is a force of nature. She is an inspiration. She is a personal and constitutional hero. It's a damn good thing that you got on that elevator that day, my friend. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad I you didn't know, the stairs. Honestly, <laughs> 
if you take in the stairs, if you, you, you this this wonderful relationship might never have matured. It's it's really stunning. It's really true. Very lucky. Well, well done, and and really grateful to you for coming on and speaking in depth about the brand new book. I wish you all good things with it. Thank you. Thanks for reading it so carefully. Great to talk. It's Jeffrey Rosen, the president and CEO of the National Constitution Center. I I learned so much about Ruth Bader Ginsburg. Book Club with Michael Smirconish. New episodes drop Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. Listen to the Michael Smirconish program weekdays on Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124 and anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. You might be right. It's simple, but something you almost never hear in politics today, with each side more concerned about scoring political points than solving problems. I'm Bill Haslam, a Republican. And I'm Phil Bredesen, a Democrat. We're former Tennessee governors, and we invite you to listen to our podcast, You Might Be Right. Join us and guests like Al Gore, Paul Ryan, Judy Woodruff, as we take on important issues facing our country. Listen and subscribe to You Might Be Right, a new podcast from the Baker School at the University of Tennessee.